0: Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! Oh!
1: oh I that, really oh! that would have been
0: crazy. This one is called the pants. Take eight.
2: Hi, T-O-G-A. woo! Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio.
1: Welcome to The Funniest Thing, Yes, where we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. Yes, it
0: does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed.
1: And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in
0: beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And today we have a wonderful show, no doubt, no doubt about it.
1: What's today's episode?
0: Today's show is called Doubt Not with Beth Porter. When we are in doubt, we are on the fence. We are not going anywhere. Doubt poisons all action. Well, I don't know, so we don't do anything. We should meet life with a yes, an affirmative attitude. That's the faith the spiritual teachers throughout time are talking about. On this episode, Daryl and Ed focus on the fact that there's a force for good in the world, and when we are cooperating with that force for good, good things happen to us. And during the second segment, bright-eyed and bold, Beth Porter kicks doubt out with today's me- with today's reading, which is zeal. Ah, uh, sounded
1: like you were going to say meeting.
0: Yeah, well, you've been at a lot of those. So listen, <laughs> um, in the background, if you're if you're on YouTube and you want to see what's in the background. Uh, or no, if you're God. not on YouTube, go to YouTube, and you will see funny. You find Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, and you will see original, new, promotional artwork by none other than my student, Josue. And it's for Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. It has our names at the top. Very lifelike pictures of us are featured here. Daryl says, who, which one's you again?
1: Well, because he watches it, so
0: he knows who's... This is Ed with his surfboard and his hair.
1: Okay. And this is Daryl with his hat. And no surfboard.
0: All right. Well, there you go. And then he put a nice happy face. So, jump on the uh, Facebook and take a look at that. Like and subscribe, and share the show with everyone you know will benefit from it. I'm. We are. Let's take a moment, and I think we should dedicate this show to Sir Charles Beagleman. I hope Beth doesn't mind, but um, we could talk about the great Beagleman a little later. But. He was a great pooch and we appreciate him and we appreciate Beth coming on the show today. And Beth is amazing. She right now runs a a music school called Music Junction. She formerly ran a a rock and roll fantasy camp with Steven Tyler and Gene Simmons and all sorts of other colorful characters. So we'll check in with her during the second segment. Um, It's kind of interesting on the way here Daryl and I were talking about how um, Beth mentioned that she feels what we were calling God through her connection with nature. We can talk about that more later. But on the way here, I happened to be listening to a podcast with the fellow who runs, um, who, who started Patagonia. And he said the very same thing. He said, I'm not religious, but I am very spiritual, and it comes through my connection with nature. And he was saying how like, if people really want to improve the world – or save the world. It's not, it's going to come, it has to come through that like joyful connection, which is really what our show is all about is this joyful connection with our own nature, with these principles that are always active within nature. And we find out that they're loving, abundant, joyful principles. When we take the time to do a morning routine, morning routine, check in with ourselves, read some inspired reading in the morning and think affirmatively to get back into the truth of who we are. Um, So I'm looking forward to the show.
1: Well, isn't that funny? Because just this morning across the street, I talked to our neighbor. I spoke with our neighbor and we finally discovered what each of us does. Yes. And speaking about Joy and um, the head of Patagonia saying the same things we say. Yes. So we're talking about this stuff. He's a professional psychiatrist. His wife is a uh, therapist, I believe a psychologist. And we were talking, and he was fascinated listening to— he was just discovering what I do with the podcast and
0: everything. Right. And how it all began while I was in the service. So— Yeah, because he asked you, are you a psychologist? And you're like, I no, say, no, I just learned this stuff in the service. Yeah, I
1: learned this stuff, positive psychology. And we had this great conversation. But he wrapped, we wrapped up the conversation in parted ways because it all got to the point of how joy and optimism is— I mean, and this is him telling me scien- scientific facts, yes, scientifically proven, how joy and optimism really is a healing force. He was also th- and the this,
0: practice of meditation as he well. Said
1: meditation, he says, a lot of people think that meditation is just, and this is a psychiatrist. So, yeah. So hearing it from him is good news because it means that it, it's it's you know it's being endorsed now. Yeah. As a he, as a healing, as a true, medically confirmed healing um, modality. Modality. Thank you. So he's saying it does. People just think <clears throat> that they're calming their mind. It's you know it's it's soothing their nerves or whatever in the moment. And he says, but it's so much more than that. He goes, the science has proven that when you're meditating, you're actually recreate. You're creating new neural pathways yes. during the meditation that are forever changed and transforming you for the better. And then we wrapped up our conversation because it got to joy. And I told him about Mike Erton and he was telling me about how he starts going. He goes, "Yeah, smile, smile. People don't realize how a smile really is beneficial. You you smile another person. It really changes the chemistry. And he said, you know, when I worked in Israel, I'm assuming is Israeli because he was telling me about it. He did a lot of work in Israel, and he was a longtime worker as a student at the VA. So mm-hmm. we were talking about it, but we, The VA you go to? Yeah. Wow. So we wrapped it up with, uh, he said, in on the topic of how joy is the solution. Right. You know, and optimism is the solution. He even said how they have even have clinical studies about how an optimistic attitude in surgery – it's, it's proven it dictates the recovery right a, a successful recovery or a, mm-hmm. a, or a slower even unsuccessful recovery right can be directly linked to the pessimism or optimism yes of the mind in the mind of the patient right and I would even say in the mind of the doctor as well but we wrapped up he goes now he said in Israel there's a group of... Orthodox Jews, Mm. and their whole thing is joy, like it says, you know, joy is the strength of the Lord, that joy is Mm. the antidote for all the ills. And he goes, they go around singing and laughing and joking and smiling. And I said, send them across the street whenever they're in town. Yeah. So it really is ironic how we have these experiences that
0: coincide perfectly with the show right before the show. I know. You know, another thing the guy from, from, uh, what's it called? Patagonia said was that his business is purpose driven, not profit driven. And he goes, there's a lot of amazing things he's done with regards to selling the company and, um, what they're doing with like the excess profits, where they go and all this stuff. And so he does put his money where his mouth is. And he's like us, he doesn't do it. He's like, he says, I don't hang out with businessmen. I don't consider myself a businessman. He kind of Stumbled yeah. into it. funny, But he said it was purpose-driven and not profit-driven, the business. And he was saying how, like, this whole world could change. Another thing he said is if capitalism was more quality-driven instead of just quantity, if it yeah. was really focused more on... Uh, so he's very optimistic in a lot of ways about simple things that could shift. He said there was a man from the United States who went to Japan. I forgot what year it was. I think after World War II. And they were starting to get into just... Um, Selling really cheaply made, poorly designed products. Yes, that was that made
1: they, in Japan. It was the big joke when yeah. I was a
0: kid. And so they were going down that road, but this guy from the United States went over and convinced them to switch over to quality yep. driven. And now they're now it's like a re, you can rest assured pretty much when you get things from Japan, it's quality. It's, and, he, and he was saying it was one guy who went over there and met with their leaders and can you know like inspired them, yeah. and they changed their whole culture as a result. This whole thing got me thinking about our show, because we're very purpose-driven, and sometimes we get stumbled, like, should we be more profit-driven, or how? but we don't get very far because it's so not what drives us. But hearing him, it just made me realize that our show is completely purpose-driven. So we appreciate everyone out there at patreon.com forward slash funniest thing who's contributing because it has a purpose. People listen to this show. They benefit they improve, from improve. Yeah, and they improve the quality of their thinking, the quality of their lives, the quality of their relationships. Yes. So if you're not on there yet, hop on. Uh, for as little as $3, there's already a button there for you that you can uh, contribute monthly. But remember it this is improved this is what this world needs is to improve the quality of what's going on the quality of thinking not just oh we got 10 million viewers but if you're serve if you're if it's 10 million viewers but you're filling their heads with more poor quality thinking yeah. this world needs quality uh, yes. higher quality of thinking and that's what we're providing and that's what you're providing by participating and coming on the show and sharing the show so and then we're going to be off next week is that right Indy next week
1: yes next week we're off yeah, okay, so we will so be
0: off, but we will be doing our Patreon uh, Zoom pod, uh, Zoom Prosperity, prosperity Works. Workshop, yeah, class on so Tuesday on Tuesday at four p.m. Pacific. So, so
1: now's a good time if you haven't already jumped on the Patreon, yeah. to, to come and be partners with us in this adventure, yeah, where we're sharing this stuff so more and more people can learn about it and find these books, yeah, because it all goes to help us and help you. Share this message. Yes. So the reason we're saying that is because if you're on Patreon, then you'll have access to, uh, you won't be missing a show, and you'll be able to have access to the, all the recordings of our
0: prosperity workshop that we do on Tuesdays. Right. And, and real tithing is all, for what we under the way we understand, is all about sharing with the things that inspire you. Yes. And then it's almost like a trick, though, because as we share, it, we get so much back in return yep. because... When we're constricted and so worried about money and that we don't share it generously it cuts off the circulation of, of that which comes to us whereas when we're giving it generously i mean think about how good it feels instead of being the one who's begging people for money to be someone who's sharing it with yeah. someone else so that they can prosper especially if you're feeding it into something that is really healthy and 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 growing and you know so Thank you for everyone who's part of it. And jump on patreon.com forward slash funniest thing to be a part of it. We appreciate you. Um, You want to tell people about the funniest thing club? Yeah, because you might go, well, how else can I share this stuff? And
1: you're probably already doing it. By being an example of it, because the more we listen to this stuff, the more we tend to implement it in our lives. Yeah. just It just happens. Because what's in, what is it? What's uh, where you give your attention, where attention goes, energy flows, yeah. what's held in mind produces after it's kind. Right, right. So if you're filling your heads with this stuff, um, you're probably a member of the Funniest Thing Club, which is... Uh, we're a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. As we consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. And that's what that psychiatrist was talking to me about today. About yeah. He said, a smile does like. Because a lot of people think it's all about mean mugging and stuff. And we had the best conversation about this. So if you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. We motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as the result of living lovingly and expectantly. And that's what today's topic is about. It's about kicking doubt out and allowing our natural Mm -hmm. tendency to be hopeful
0: and expectant to bubble up to the surface. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I mentioned a book called Black Elk Speaks recently that I read in college, which was written by this Lakota Sioux Man, man who had a vision and it became, a, you know, like a widespread thing. And one of the things that he always referred to about like what was kind of plaguing. I can't believe that's his name. You know why? Because mm. my favorite Sioux Indian is mm.
1: Joe Black Fox.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, he were he was part of Buffalo Bills. Oh, wow. Oh, man, I got to send you a picture. Okay, him.
0: I'll send the picture to Indy so he could post it. So Black Elk the thing he said was that uh, that's coming to mind now and it's funny because I've added him to my panel of inspired beings when yes. I sit and meditate sometimes was that it's the shadow of doubt that's been cast across the land the shadow caused by doubt and it it leads to so many of the things that plague our world and you know like the guy from Patagonia was saying all they do is find people who are who want to work for them for the right reason, make sure that they're trained and then let them go. Yeah. He says, I don't micromanage. He said I could leave my company for 6 months, come back and it's still going to be running. He said he said I don't even know how much we made last year. I just know that if we do these things this way, it will always work. And that's what's beautiful about these spiritual principles is that they alleviate doubt. And doubt is what plagues It brings fear and worry. It brings micromanaging. It brings um, overlooking things that are working because, man, how do I know it's going to work? How do I know it's going to work again? Even when good comes to us, if we're in a state of doubt, we doubt it so much that we cut it off before it has a chance to really grow and spread and blossom. Doubt. 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 Let it all out. Yeah. So, by the way, we got a postcard from Kirky. If you want to send us something, go to Funniest Thing PO Box 1312, Culver City, California 90232. Um, so this is a beautiful little postcard. On the front, it says not suitable for framing, but it does say "I love you" and "I love you too." These interesting Daryl and Ed characters. You can check us out on YouTube to find out what it looks like. It says <laughs> to see what we're wearing. Here's a great quote: If others are continually annoying you with criticism, do not fight back. Or, or run away. Instead, be grateful for them. They are your best teachers, not because they are correct in your fault finding, but because they are serving as a mirror of your own internal critic. They have come to show you how hard you are on yourself so you can begin to love yourself and heal a pattern of eternal internal self-abuse. Criticism cannot disturb you unless you agree with it. And that was a quote. Do you know that, who that's a quote from? It oh, Alan Cohen, it's written okay. here in fancy letters. So thank you, Kirky, but that's so true. I mean, even like Fizarro, like you're, you're like the feisty texter. And then when I'm in a good space, it's like f- all funny and like I laugh. But if I'm doubting myself, I'm going, he's doub- yeah, he's All of a sudden, the things that you're normally joking about seem real. <laughs> and it's so absurd that when I see you again, you're like, how did you think that was real? And I'm going, I have no idea. But it's just, especially through texts, because well, that's
1: where we, re- because the text, a lot of us think all oh, the text. I could say, see, I could tell he's being nasty, but it really is me applying to the like you're saying. I'm uh, texts really are a mirror of how I am yeah. feeling. Yeah, because there's no person that's there. That's right. And there's no vibe happening. All it is
0: is literally some weird screen with dots and stuff, and then our brain takes that and turns that into someone saying it, something to us. So there's so much it goes right into our subconscious and whatever we're feeling, we're gonna project yes. that on there. Or if we're not grounded, we'll project that on yeah. th- if we're not feeling empowered, it's very easy to project stuff on there.
1: Well, that's why it's good to have a friend to share it with before you reply. That's what you know what I mean? Especially like, well, if it's something coming from from a business or, right. or work, it's always good to have a nice, you know, a wife or a friend. Yeah, 100%, especially say, no, if it's triggering what, you. Who will go, wait, no, they're not saying that totally. at all. And I'll go,
0: oh, good. Yeah, it's so crazy. Let me, let's just get rid of, uh, not get rid of, uh, let's just share a bit of mail, and then we'll get to the reading. So Grace Deathridge commented on the unlimited power of childlike faith with Stephen Bruni, which is our last episode. She said, a great episode reminding me to be vigilant or stay awake um, to our thinking. I, I yes. loved hearing about little Eleanor, the blind cat, and seeing the pictures of her too. Amazing. Thank you, funniest thing. Well, thank you, Grace Dethridge. Nancy Norman, so I think that she's texted us. We're on the most amazing text thread with some of the most amazing New Thought ministers. And yeah. Uh, it's such an honor. And Nancy Norman said, she's from unityjoyoflife.org. Every Thursday you can attend her free infinite prosperity class. Indy's there, Daryl's there, I'm there. Steven Tom Thorpe. Yeah, that's at Pacific time. It's four PM Pacific or four AM Pacific or seven A. M. or seven PM if you're on the East Coast. Yep. So
1: Yeah. I was gonna say and let the lady listeners know Rod Schweitzer ooh-la-la. is also on there
0: with us. That's right. Yes. So Nancy Norman said, Hey, Daryl and Ed, just finished listening to your fabulous, fabulous podcast and learned that you're both celebrating your birthdays. That was last week. So I want to wish you both magnificent days of celebrating your birth. I'm so grateful that you chose to be born at this time in history as you are bringing the light to thousands. And I'm so happy that you're to be a part that you are a part of my beautiful life. Love the show. And it reminded me if you argue for your limitations, you got them. So I am arguing for my talents, gifts, and magnificence. Great show! Your ministry is amazing. Thank you, Nancy. Dad? Even the, even our show, if we're not in the right state of mind to see, because we're not basing it off of external things like how many viewers, how many. We're basing it on the quality of the show and how does it feel, and what are we bringing to it. But if we slip into self doubt, we can forget and. Uh, So many things in my life I've walked away from or trampled because I didn't realize how amazing they were. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't have these tools in the past to do this mental house clean, to let go of doubt and see and bless and magnify the good rather than run away from what I fear. So um, let's thank Chief uh, Engineer Jeff Comfort out in Kansas City, Kansas, because each week he takes us. right to the comfort zone man jeff had a tree land on his oh wait there's a jet that flew by oh yeah a jet a, a tree that fell onto his house so we're setting love for a quick divine order to restore everything back to um you know a prosperous state over there a healthy and whole state and he
1: put the new roof on his house himself remember oh uh,
0: yeah right oh my god well we love you jeff we're sending love to you um indy out here chobo studios chobostudios.com uh, how you doing buddy Doing doing well. My girlfriend's mom just had a a tree fall on her house out in Michigan. Wow! Are you talking about Heather Nelson? Heather Nelson. She's on the uh, uh, Infinite
1: Prosperity Zoom class on every uh, every Thursday.
0: Yeah, and thanks to Daryl, she was wearing a cowboy hat. What can I say? I'm a trendsetter. Yeah, I think I feel a little uh, bit of of credit in this because of that day when you got the double nose from Stephen Tom Thorpe. I was like, you got to get this hat. What's it, the double nose? Remember, we sent out—not your nose. Oh your nose yeah!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the double nose. Is that
1: what they're calling it now? The okay. like double nose. Okay.
0: Okay. So, you want to read, or what do you yeah, want? Yeah, we got some great readings.
1: Um, these readings come from
0: the double nose.
1: <laughs> I got the double nose, ladies and gentlemen.
0: That was the day that we were when you bought the hat, and both your wife and Stephen Tomthorpe gave it a no via text. But I was like, dude, come on, that thing's regal. You're gonna bring joy to the world, and sure enough, you have.
1: Okay, so um, this book we mentioned it like a week or I think it was yeah last week's episode. It's yeah. the one I got at an airport. You know, one of those airport bookstores that looked easy to read. And I figured, okay, I can't go wrong with that title. It'll be something I don't really have to think too much as I'm on the plane or waiting while I was traveling. Well, it
0: sounds like a very Fazzaro title, Believe a, You Can.
1: It's a great little book, Believe You Can, The Power of a Positive Attitude by John Mason. So in the chapter, Don't Build a Case Against Yourself, which is really doubting is building a case against ourselves. It says, if you doubt yourself, listen to Alexander Dumas. A person who doubts himself is like a man who enlists in the ranks of his enemy and bears arms against himself. Tim Redmond cautions, do not commit treason against your own life and purpose. That's what doubt does to me. Yeah. It starts picking away. Going, oh, no,
0: what's the use? What's the point? And then here's some more. we we'll pause right there. Just want to say one thing, which is our intuition and our inspired ideas come through us. So yes. If we're doubting the receiving tower, which is who we actually are, then we're, this has happened to me so many times where intuitively I knew something, but then my insecurities took over and I like self-sabotaged or I got into stuff. If I had just stayed poised and let things work themselves out, then that intuitive knowing I had always comes to pass. A long time ago when I was teaching, there was a kid who was having trouble. He was in in a classroom with this teacher who was kind of always kind of stern and mad. And... He was, uh, he was on the spectrum, autism, so he internalized her, uh, her emotional state, like he always thought she was mad at him. Right. So I was walking through the school and out of the corner of my eye, I saw another fifth grade classroom. And I felt this wonderful calm energy come out, I go, that's the room where he belongs. And at that point, I wasn't like, I was pretty new to the district, so I wasn't like confidently saying things all the time. And, but like two months later, he ended up getting moved into that class and it went smoothly. And it was just a teaching for me, like a, yes. a lesson for me, like, wow, my intuition it was correct. Just whispered that in my ear when I walked by. So it's so important that we don't doubt ourselves. Otherwise, we're going to miss out on these good ideas.
1: Yeah. We're, I like what you said. Because use that tool that we're doubting the receiving antenna.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not, we got to realize that's what I'm doubting, not the. The the inspired idea, the inspired idea is legit. Yeah. But now I'm like going, oh no, there must be some, there must be something wrong with this right. tower. This camp not like this is too good to be true. Right. Or I have no business receiving this, like I, or saying right. anything. Right. We're cursing the tower, and it goes along with this next little, these next few ri- readings. You may succeed if nobody else believes in you, Mm. but you'll never succeed if you don't believe in yourself. And the good news is, Zig Ziglar observes, what you picture in your mind, your mind will go to work to accomplish. When you change your pictures, you automatically change your performance. Whatever you attach consistently to the words, I am, you will become. And to wrap it up, this is from Calvin Coolidge. He was a president of the United States. And it's it's ironic because he was a president during the time when these ideas, this new philosophy of approaching spirituality, which really wasn't new. It was just kind of like it got kind of pushed to the side. It was actually the what's our country was founded on were these open-minded ideas on spirituality it was not a christian these the founding fathers were not christian at all if anything they were anti-religious guys right and they believed more as deists or like emerson than they did you know what i mean in a in what yeah, what's specific. deist mean again it means the underlying um the underlying uh, good for like the force behind all nature all life yes and it's a harmonious but not they didn't really go further with wait a minute can we really tap into this and and yeah. and, and, and utilize it like we learned later on so uh Calvin Coolidge said during his presidency we do not need more intellectual power We need more spiritual power. We do not need more things that are seen. We need more of the things that are unseen. Mm. And what is he talking about? Well, it comes right here to clarify what he means by that. This is from a book called 24 Hours a Day. It's by Hazel, and it's popular in 12-step groups. And if you have the book, it's from July 13th and this is what calvin Coolidge is talking about the unseen be expectant constantly expect better things that's why he's saying not more things intellectual or seen but let's go beyond constantly expect better things believe that what god has in store for you is better than anything you ever had before the way to grow old happily is to expect better things right up to the end of your life And even beyond that, a good life is a growing, expanding life with ever-widening horizons, an ever-greater circle of friends and acquaintances, and an ever-greater opportunity for usefulness. And the affirmation is, I may await with complete faith, which is joyful expectancy, for the next good thing in store for me yeah i always keep an expectant attitude towards life and this goes right back to what the psychiatrist was telling me that scientific evidence has proven in the case of not just mental health but physical recovery not just mental recovery or or meant a healthy state of mind or helping you know he worked with um he was at the va he was working with a lot of ptsd that it's scientifically proven that joy and 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 faith. And if you have a problem with the word faith, it simply means joyful expectancy. Yeah. You know, this morning I wrote because you know if you go, you know, you got to remain humble. And humble got such a crummy idea in my head because the people that promote humility, yeah. they were really promoting martyrdom, but yeah. they were calling it humility. Right. <laughs> so that's when I thought. I don't want to be humble because right. oh my life, that's okay. You know, I'm just suffering, but that means it's good. That's not what it means at all. Uh, So I wrote for a note for myself, expecting miracles is the ultimate act of humility. That's a note I wrote to myself. Yeah. Because it really is. It is. Because it's I'm not believing in me making things. I just have this general foundation of underlying foundation that all things will come together for good
0: yeah yeah then when they we get evidence of yeah we become the receiving tower yes and then we get uh we become luminous our light our our energy becomes luminous and then we become charismatic and influential um and even if people don't even note what we've done we get to witness miracles happen all the time i see it all the time in my work with children um Mary Kupferle from Sue Hodgson wrote, uh, she sent us a quote from Mary Cufferley, trust in the goodness of God. There's nothing to fear. I refuse to fear. Greater is the power of God that is in me than anything which is in the world. My prayer is answered. A great feeling of love begins to overwhelm me. I thank God for the ability to choose to believe in the best. It's a constant miracle working prayer in my life. What if we change it with love like you suggested last week? I'm going to change the word God to love. Let's see what happens. There's nothing to fear. I refuse to fear. Greater is the power of love that is in me than anything which is in the world. My prayer is answered. A great feeling of love begins to overwhelm me. I thank love for the ability to choose to believe in the best. It's a constant miracle-working prayer in my life.
1: I'm telling you, that's, that's the, a game-changer for me. Yeah, Substituting, me too. because we totally understand if a lot of our listeners, like ourselves... You know, sometimes these words got terrible connotations. That's right. You know, from some of the worst representatives. That's right. And but, thank goodness for us, there's synonyms for these words. Right. That are beneficial for me and Ed to use. Yeah. And uh, if you go, well, how can you say God? Well, it's in. It's even in biblical text. God is love. So try it. Substitute the word God wherever you see it with with the word love yeah and substitute the word faith which also can give people the willies it did me you know in the beginning because i didn't quite understand what it, what they meant i right. never knew it
0: as a verb i thought For it was me it was an external thing yes faith yes so you had to believe in catholicism it was the faith
1: yeah stuff like that yeah. but you could substitute it with joyful expectancy and when you read these things anywhere you see those words replacing god with love or Faith with Joyful Expectancy, you'll be amazed not only how it still makes total sense, Mm -hmm. but it might even give it the oomph that's been missing for you. It'll definitely eradicate
0: the... um,
1: What's when we the the resistance, the prejudice you have against these
0: words, which is
1: totally understandable.
0: Yeah. Then after a while of of using the words I want, I often come back to the original word and, and realize, wow, the original people who used this, they didn't. It got like. It got uh, co-opted over time. Yes. It got twisted, and then I'll often go back and use the original word without any problem yes. because I've liberated myself from the like the misunderstanding of it. And because the word God, I know the ah yes. is a sound of is a sound of um, creation, that uh, ah in the middle of it. Yeah. So a lot of times these words actually did have a spiritual vibratory meaning, yes. and then they got twisted, and it was someone who was angry because anything. The same thing looked at through the lens of fear gets the opposite meaning. Yeah. Always, if it's looked at through the lens of doubt and fear, it will have the opposite yeah. meaning. Instead of God being something that liberates and includes, it becomes something that condemns, and punishes, excludes. And separates yes. and excludes. And it's just ignorance. It's just like the fact that so much doubt and like this naysaying, uh, negativity, op- pessimism has become yeah. so normalized that people think that's just how we look at things, no. That's a choice. And these, that's why we do the show, too, is to re- remind ourselves and each other that it's always a choice. If it, and we have this internal thing, which is our feelings, that let us know yes. if it's true or not for us.
1: I can't believe you used the word ignore and ignorance about it, and you said it's a choice. Because ignorance, the root of ignorance, Ooh. is to ignore. Mm-hmm. That's what ignorance is. We're choosing to ignore. We're choosing to not to— We're I'm I'm refusing to open my mind. Ignorance is choosing to ignore. Also, what helped me early on with this, because I had the same, you know, I don't know what God. And a a guy said, you know that God you have a problem with? Well, that's not the God we're talking about. And I was like, really? Like you could have other. uh, It's a game changer. So even you folks who are listening, you know, that
0: God that you have the problem with. That's not the one that Daryl and Ed are talking about. Yeah. And then, I like you say ignorance, because there's no one who doesn't have the capacity to know and see the truth, no one. So anyone who's indulging in this sort of like anger-based fear, they are ignoring a deeper sense within themselves. Yeah. When they're alone with themselves, there's somewhere inside them where they know this to be true. And this is why it's so important for us as people who connect with the truth, which is through meditation, some sort of meditation, whether it's in nature or sitting or because when we di- we actually every time I directly connect with my divinity, I don't have any questions. I don't have any doubt. There's nothing to doubt. It's like Buddha when they said, are you a god? and this is like a, um, a bridge version of the quote or whatever, yeah. he just said, no, I'm awake. And that's how it feels. We meditate. Yeah. We wake up to our divinity. All these problems, they dissolve and disappear because they were never real in the first place. So we don't wanna get sucked into this world where we're fighting with the people who are ignorant because it's up to them yeah. to see the truth. And the more we fight with their ignorance, the more they double down and dig into it. But if we sit in our own power, and some of those things have been happening in my life where I've seen this and hold that space of knowing, it'll actually improve the chance that those people will wake up as well because yes. no one can hide from the light if we're willing to hold the light. Well, I know someone's awake.
1: Indy's downing those Red Bulls like yes. I used
0: to. Shots of Ooh, one fifty-one
1: yeah. rum. So uh, let's. I guess we're ready to wrap this segment
0: up. What do you say? Because coming got, up next, yes, bright-eyed and bold, Bre- Beth Porter kicks doubt out of out of our minds with today's reading, Zeal. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, right here from Chobo Studios.
2: We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio.
1: I guess I'm bringing us back, folks. I hope so. The second half of this episode, Doubt Not with Beth Porter. Beth, how i you doing?
3: I'm, doing? I'm doing okay. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. You guys are definitely bringing my vibe up. Oh, good. And I appreciate it. It's nice to be in a really positive, loving space Mm -hmm. when, you know, I like I shared with you guys, that um, yesterday my 15-year-old Charlie needed to complete his life, and Mm -hmm. um, I had to do it. And so I'm very raw and, um, you know sad and filled with love of him and yeah. but you know I was like oh I'm going to go and you know be on a podcast and have a chat and I, and then I thought it's it's kind of a blessing so you know because we were postponing this trying to find a date and somehow this and date I, worked out to be yeah. the one so um but yeah I'm I'm definitely like a little slower and
0: yeah, not as
3: present, but you know, I think because I'm I'm more internal right now. I'm just mm-hmm. like you know, you heal. Yeah. Like you just yeah. got hit hard with oh, something. My kid. pal for 15 years, like going to the beach and going to the park and going traveling and and everywhere and like even when he got older, I took him everywhere and I had this little sling and I carried him and he Aww. was just he's just Aww. a sweet, beautiful boy and he loved everybody and he charmed everyone. So I could always bring him everywhere. Yeah. So it was you know. You know, it's and it's interesting to wake up this morning and be like today's the first day, the real first day without him. And he's not like in a dog sitter or you know or right. whatever and there's a I'm a, I'm I feel different in the world. It's interesting, you know? Mhm. So, I have yeah. when you deal with with death, I think you change. Like I I lost both my parents 4 months apart probably about 8 years ago and I was a different person then, too. My yeah. parents aren't in the world. So now those, mm-hmm. that family's gone, and my little four-legged family uh. guy is gone. So that's how I'm doing today. But I'm, I'm good. I'm definitely good. I, I'm better than I thought I would be. I thought um, my life was, you know, as I knew it was over, which it is, newly. And then I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about with you guys. And, and I did. I went through it. So this is a good topic because I went through a lot of doubt, you know, trying to figure out when the right time was to let oh, him go. Yeah.
1: That's 100%. always that's always tough. Mm-hmm. What's his full name, Charlie's full name?
3: Sir Charles Beagleman.
0: Yeah, Charles he, Beagelman.
1: he
3: is royalty. I made him royalty, and he's a beagle and a miniature pincher, so we put the beagle and the min together, so it made him... I think he's called a Minpin, so he's Aww. so he's Beagleman, Sir Charles Beagleman, and Aww, he's very,
0: What a sweetheart!
3: He's a gorgeous boy. I think we have a picture of him.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. He's, yeah, he's been on the
2: screen. Yep.
3: Oh, he has. Okay, great. Those eyes are just, you know, beautiful. But when those when they leave, like the moment it oh, yes. he left, it was just like, the, and it, so and crazy. everything changed about him. Like that's that's not my Charlie. Yeah, I
0: know. Mm-hmm. I know. I feel you. Yeah, I said goodbye to Romeo a couple of years. No, Ducky, excuse me, a couple of years ago, and same thing. It's the first time I'd ever been with a my friend who, you know, like a uh, animal friend, a uh, furry friend. Excuse me. I hear what you're saying, One, and, but I noticed even with my grandfather when I was 15 or. That's the thing that actually, I think a lot of these experiences have propelled my spiritual growth into this recognition that whatever's going on, like once we, there's a part of, there's us. I don't even say a part of us. that It leaves this body. Yeah. You know? And I've seen that many, many times. I was with my grandmother as well when she passed. And she was amazing because she was looking at the corner of the room and... She was she couldn't speak because of the breathing thing. And um, she was definitely aware of someone, something there, you know, like positive, like some kind of interaction happening. And she got younger and younger. She was 88 when she she uh, died. And she was looked literally she looked like pictures of her when she was 18. When when her when she like all the worry and the fear oh, the worry, and the yes. doubt her face got so young and her eyes turned just crystal blue. And it was like, whoa, that's the same Nan that i n- seen in uh, pictures when she got married. Mm. So uh, there's something powerful about it because I think it's really allowed me to recognize, accept, and recognize that I'm in this thing for some amount of time that's not going to be forever. Yeah. And the more, uh, now you know, I just turned 49, the more I get, the the longer I live, the more I'm just like, have fun doing whatever that thing was. I chose to come here to do, or or I feel like doing now. Do that thing, mm-hmm. and like bring joy and love with it, with no, without doubt, because that it changes everything. It really does change everything. I over the when we are on the break, we love this book, The o oh Shit Factor, by Gerald John Polsky. He's a uh, he wrote some great books. Uh, love is letting go of fear. Um, say goodbye to guilt.
1: He also created the. Um, Center for Attitudinal Healing, and he's won numerous awards for his work with uh, children with terminal illness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Using the change of attitude
0: and, and the power of love. And he had a sense of humor. Yes. I mean, and so these things are important. And so I just happened to open this book on the break. I brought it with me for some reason this morning. It's funny because I packed that one too yeah. to
1: bring with us today. And I thought, I don't know why I'm bringing this. And now here it is. This is
0: kind of bringing it all full circle and um it's he says in the hawaiian language there's a word that says na'au it's n-a apostrophe a-u pronounced na'au na'au yeah uh is the word for gut using western lingo the na'au would be in the central powerhouse of our physical, mental, and spiritual being. Would be the central powerhouse of our physical, mental, and spiritual being. The indwelling hub of the circle of life experience and the home of all inner knowing. not amazing? Not up here. Yeah. In the More guy. in here. Yeah. It is also the source of wisdom from which the most astute decisions are made. And I'm just going to skip ahead to this part where he says, Part of our challenge is that we are used to making decisions based only on our thinking. So we're only using half of our decision-making resources. On top of that, our minds tend to become conflicted. We may recall previous decisions that didn't turn out the way we wanted. Fear comes into play because we don't want to make another mistake. Many of us assume that our lives are littered with such mistakes, and so we act from the mental state of conflict, and the results usually reflect this. We may find that we get better results, however, if we learn to respect our gut feelings, which are closely tied to our heart feelings.
3: That's, um, God, that's like such a perfect, you guys are just like really connected. That's like such a perfect reading. Like there's so many, like trying to figure out this little guy's life and completing it. Like it's, I've really been, you know, the topic's doubt and I went through so much doubt. My friends have been through so much with me with this because I see my, this little, creature as alive and you know he got sick once and then he got better and he got sick and he got better and now he's at a place where he's not going to get better And but I'm still seeing him like he's going to get better right. and it's going to be fine and I'm like and I'm I'm going through this and I I am like I know he's going to get better and my friends are all of them everybody strangers people are telling me you know it's time you've got to let him go this guy you know he's emaciated he was skin and bones and he really had a hard time breathing and I couldn't make this decision. I've been tortured for the... I think one of the reasons I'm so exhausted is because I've been tortured for the last month Mm. about like, what am I going to do? I can't let him go. But it's a couple things. Like one, I don't want anything to change. What's my life going to be without him? So Mm. there's a selfish part of it. And I still feel like I need to have this change, this this feeling everybody says he's going to let you know and I'm going to have this oh, okay, it's yeah. time to let him go. And I never had that. I didn't have it. And I was just like waiting for that moment. And um, I was blinded by this this past experience, my mind. I think what I'm just saying is my mind. And because I was in so much worry and like he's fine and he's going to make it and I, I just was in my head, I couldn't get connected to that part where I was like really check in with him really what's going on I was with some people um three weeks ago at the who know him from a long time ago and they we were going to do we're we're going to do an event and they were going to their family was going to watch Charlie for me because Charlie's usually a very easy dog to watch but they had seen him walking around in the house and said you know I don't think we can actually watch him you know he needs more care than we can do and I couldn't see that Mm. I couldn't I couldn't connect. Right. I was just disconnected
0: mm-hmm.
3: from the, and you know, I just was connect, disconnected. And then I had to like take my intellect to get me reconnected. Mm-hmm. Go back to mother nature and faith and the universe and go, okay, there's a cycle of life. He's 15. This is not like he's a brand new puppy and he's, you know, so I had to kind of like mentally get myself back. Use my brain to get back to yeah, the right. the connection. So it, it's 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 a it's not just an energetic, intuitive feeling. The, you do need your brains yeah. to do it. So I don't know if I kind of went off on a tangent there. I'm no, just,
1: no, this is perfect.
3: Yeah, you I know. like
0: the way that you're talking about and in, in processing something that's happening in real time. So you're actually. I'm sure there's plenty of listeners and viewers who can actually directly relate. I mean, I can directly relate. And, you know, we, wrote, we read recently um, someone who wrote How to Think Big, right? Is that what it's called? The, the David Schwartz one? Or...
1: Yes. Uh, what was it? The Power of Thinking Big?
0: And Whatever the case was. Yeah. He talked about the need to, like, mechanically yes. use our brain sometimes to plug in, Back whether it's the, through Like writing. a backdoor cheat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We used – I mean, that's kind of what the show's all about. I think – for so long and I think there's many people who are like oh I'm not I'm not like an indigenous person who was raised in the woods I can never be fully attuned or I'm not a monk so I can't but we can use our our brain to mechanically like you said backdoor whatever it is to Mm -hmm. to get ourselves trick ourselves back into to trick our intellect back into harmony because it's it's like a little guy who runs around out of fear and goes, "I'm in control," or a woman, or whatever it is, "I'm in control, I'm in control." And we have to be the loving parent. Like if I if I let some of my students run the show, mm. they're going to be like, "I'm the one who's teaching." Yeah. And if I get tricked, I start almost like answering to them. I start following them around, even inadvertently. But if I just take instead of taking a step forward, take a step back, and go, "No, no," like every I run, like I am the teacher. The kids in all the other kids, if I step back, they'll go. Oh, this guy, you know, they'll step back. But if I step forward, then I'm telling them this person's like they they are looking to me, and our intellect looks to us, but it won't tell us that sometimes. It'll tell us now I'm in control. I'm mm-hmm. in control. But we so we have to remember our power, and from there, do something to get it back on track. Like Daryl calls it a firm and loving grandmother or yeah. a parent. I have our, to treat myself
1: the higher me is really me using my intellect to connect me back to mm-hmm. me. So I often call it, you know, when I catch myself grumbling or f- doubting, I have to be a firm but loving like grandmother to myself. and Say, no, 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 Daryl, it's gonna be okay, calm mm-hmm. down. Everything's, let's just do this and you know this will make you feel better. And then all of a sudden, the two parts start working together again. Mm-hmm. But I know what you mean. You know what I love that you said? um, I was disconnected. That is so much better than the negative word that's often used in that place, but I don't believe it to be as an accurate, um, comforting, and uh, loving approach to myself. And it's saying, I was in denial. No, because that's, that's almost like an abusive word. I mm-hmm. was in denial. Like I'm choosing not to want to love this animal or whatever. No, I was disconnected. I was letting this. It's so much more accurate. I was letting the fearful part of my reasoning mind
3: mm-hmm.
1: to... Dominate. To dominate so much that I was forgetting I have this whole other part and they mm-hmm. need to work together mm-hmm. as a team. Yeah. Because that's really what it is even, you know, in addiction. It's, it's, it's not because the real definition of denial really goes back to reconnecting because the real definition is, you know, I'm denying a part of me. I'm denying the truth or... I know the truth and i desperately don't want to believe it that's that's more accurate but the way you used i was disconnected is so much I ha- is a much more healthier way to look at this because it allows me to quickly reach out to the remedy mm. yeah. which bring it allows me to because to say I'm, I'm just in denial I'm like kind of locking myself into up here, but by saying okay, I'm, I'm disconnected, that's the part of me, even if I'm not consciously saying I'm disconnected, that's the part of me that knows I'm disconnected and I need to bring a loving, the loving real me yeah. into the equation to say back up, step back, and remember everything's gonna be okay. And find
3: a way to reconnect. Yes!
1: It's so good. You know,
3: I think what you're pointing to, and I think you, we were during the break, we mentioned something like this: is that really identifying what's going on in a way that's not just a quick word, yeah, like denial, right? Yeah, and like you, what we were saying, something like uh, you didn't. It's not the God that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, the the definition of the god that we're talking about or the definition yeah. of faith that you have a problem with. Yeah. It's really re really getting the words clear of what is going on so you can really get not just a quick sound bite which we're used to and we're trained in yeah. the world to be and slowing down, yeah. reconnecting, connecting to nature, connecting to what is because I because I was coming here with you guys, It made me go, okay, so there was, I think it was a week ago that you reached out to me to be like, hey, get remember, you're coming here. And I was like, okay, I need to check in. What is faith? Like, I'm not using faith. I'm not using any of that, those tools. And... Which also leads to surrounding yourself with people that are really powerful and have the mindset of what you want because literally every one of my friends, even though I was like, no, you guys are, like in my, I got, okay, so Anastasia, who you guys had a couple of weeks ago on, yes. she's been just my deepest angel. Like she would, I was, I've been to the vet three times and I left, I couldn't do it, I tried to do it on my own. And she texted me and she's like, "Okay, well if you can't do it, then go to the VHC and and you know, you could go to the emergency vet and you could do it this way. He's suffering." And I felt like she was like pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And I was just like, I was getting mad at her. Mm-hmm. And then I realized yesterday and how you were talking. you, were, you mentioned this, Daryl, that my version of what she was doing, was this, she's pushing me and she's like, you're torturing your dog and you could, there's all these other resources you could do. And she was being pushy and bossy. And then I told her about it and she's like, oh my God, I feel so bad. And I'm like, no, that's my version of what was going on. Yeah. And what she was really doing, she thought that they couldn't take me and that I needed to do it and that they weren't available. So she's like, oh, well, you know, maybe we yeah. need to go somewhere else. And I, I had all this anger and this upset and I really had to Connect, work it out myself to get that I wasn't mad at her because I could still be mad at her and be like, "Fine, she made me do it." Now I've got right. this resentment, oh. but I—I I was working. This was the knot that was having me be stuck and numb and not able to let this poor little boy. Who was suffering, could not breathe, and was in pain. The minute I saw them let him go, I really realized how deep his pain was, and oh. that my process was stopping him from having his natural process of life go through. And I had to let go. And um, you were talking about your uh, your grandma, and you know, mm. I just I think the the whole process of everything, and actually seeing him pass. I'm not a complete wreck. I'm exhausted from what I put myself through prior to. But mm. now because I saw him pass and I know it's complete, yeah. I saw my mom pass. I know it's complete. And I have the knowing of the cycle of life and mother nature and how, mm. you know, the winter comes and then the, the spring yeah. comes and then the summer comes and that's all the cycle of life. It's just been, you know, I, I think what the gift is of right now is that I'm having the integration of the process of this love that I got to have for 15 years with this beautiful creature of nature and processing it. You know, Mm. we don't take the time to process it. You know, you get one day, you take a day off. You're like, I need a day. And then you go back to work, You go back to your life and you go back. And then there's this wound, That's in there that needs to just have some love and some time and some processing. And by sharing it with other people, because I know you guys and your listeners here, everybody's where there's nothing unique about us in in our experiences that we're connected to people. People come into our lives and then they pass or they leave or they get sick or they're happy or you have babies. Like there's all those things. We all have them and we have to process it. Because then we're walking around wounded and then we're jerks to each other and (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just like, and then it creates this disconnection and then you're in doubt and you're not able to make decisions about things because you didn't complete the completion of stuff and you're full of, what does the book say? Waste management of your mind? Yes, that's right. And you have to dump the trash.
0: Yeah, that's right.
3: And you guys are giving me that gift right now in and holding some really powerful, loving mm. space that it's not available on a daily basis at yeah. the grocery store or you know in line to get gas or or wherever. And so I I just I want to honor you and respect you and say thank you for your podcast and for your your you know the the t- having the courage to put it on the air and go you know international global. Whoever listens to this, it's yeah, it's a gift that you guys are giving. Oh, wow. And you. you're allowing me to be here to be a contribution to it, and you're being a contribution to me and my heart yeah. and to little Charlie, Sir Charles Beagleman, and I I appreciate it so much.
1: Wow, you just... I, I feel like I should be saying the same
0: things to you. Agreed. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's it, no
3: separation, though, yeah. between us. We're one, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, um, you're really helping me to heal because, like, when my... Cat Ducky, we put him down. I love
3: that Ducky. Is yeah, so he's cute. he's sweetest
0: fellow. But I and then my wife and I were never on the same page about getting a cat at the right t- same time, you know. And then we, I knew and I kept talking to Ducky, just send us the right cat at the right time. And then, like right when my son went to school, I've told the story before. We had coffee at Romeo Coffee in Berkeley that morning. I noticed Devonshire exit off the freeway on the way back, and that's the kind of cat Ducky was—a Devon Rex from the Devonshire. Oh. The next day, my wife got an email from this this type of, someone who had a, a Devin Rex named Romeo. And Romeo was the coffee shop we ate at, the, had coffee ah. at that morning. And the, we went and saw all these cats and there was a few that we liked. We went back the second time, sat in the car in the beginning and before we went in. And I said, let's just set an intention that we will know what cat. So we went to the the catio. (laughs) We're standing out there. Romeo's not there. All the other cats are running around. Suddenly, Romeo comes to the back screen, and he scratches on the screen. They let him out, and he comes, and he stands in front of me, and he sits down in front of me. Wow. And it was just like, and this cat has been so healing, and my wife and the cat are so close. It's just showing me that, Sometimes and I and I've had death on my mind a lot lately. I don't know why. You know, I, lately I've been like there's a part of me that's going, what's the use? Like I'm about to say goodbye to people like I've been feeling that. Like so I'm glad this is coming up because I don't know I don't know where it's been coming from, but I've just been like what's the purpose of all this if it's like not I think because of just my own stuff from like when my grandparents passed to us close to or and just my dad's been in this, like his health is just like in an interesting place. And when I, when I hear you talk and I think of my own experience, it helps me to see like there's a much larger thing happening. I even heard someone who came back from having died and came back and they had this really uplifting story. But I think even that triggered some from my earthly perspective of like, but how? like well, How does that make me feel better? But what I'm seeing and listening to you talk is that it, like, my concept of love is rather small. It's not this truly eternal thing where just because I let go of Ducky, like I'm not always thinking about Ducky now. I think I'm loving Romeo. Ducky's still an, a part of my eternal love. Mm-hmm. My grandparents are one with me. They're all Everyone that I've ever loved is one with me. And it's a much bigger timeline than I'm, I tend to associate with. I tend to think 49, my life's only... But there's a much more large and i when when ducky died the thing was the last thing i'll say is that i um i recognized that all that love i had for ducky had nowhere to go and like where does this go it hurts so bad mm. and then it started i started to let it go everywhere like ducky gave me the opportunity to love that much He he was like he inspired that much love and you know, as I as I heal, like you said, that love started to go everywhere. Not just with Ducky. Like Ducky taught me more about loving, 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 to share that love everywhere. And then Romeo came along and I know that Ducky sent me like you know what I mean, there's just so much So many gifts that have come from that. But but I venture to
3: say that you probably are not actually acknowledging yourself for the amount of love that you actually give. Because I've, you know, I've, I've spoken to you briefly. I met you once prior before. And, you know, you are an educator of children who... are on another realm another frequency and the the love that you have to have people don't have patience for people that are on the spectrum or like that love that you're doing is exponential because you're giving them the love and the freedom and the space to be and grow and learn yeah So that they can have whatever life they're going to have, that they can grow in love and experience life and continue and pay it forward to a world that's probably not the most friendly to them. And that love is so big. And we don't acknowledge ourselves for the ripple effect of what it will do. And you think, oh, it's a job. I'm a teacher.
0: Right.
3: I'm just, you know, like, what do you do? I'm a teacher in, you know, special education or whatever. And then you go on your merry little way. But it's. It's just a label that gets, everything gets lost in a wrapper of a label yeah. that's yeah. so it's much locked deeper in. Yeah. than if you take the time and if it's in meditation or if it's in conversation with the kind of people or if you write, which I, you know, I've been told I should write and I just, I don't seem to have the patience to sit down and write, but I know that there's, it expands. Like I feel expanded. I feel there's freedom in knowing that there's expansion of like so much more to love to give. But when, you know, I told you I was trying to reinvent my. I'm in a, not trying, a race try, and I'm in a new place of inventing myself and having right. a new chapter and a new life, you know? And there's an expansion in it, and you gotta kind of like break off that shell of like this is who I am this is what I do and it gets solidified every time you tell somebody here's what I do and here's who I am and I'm like oh that's all I am that's all I do this is who I am is it good enough is it big enough but it's it's. I mean in a moment if you help somebody at the grocery store you're that person that helped this old person at the grocery store that was like confused and lost And but that's so big Yeah. and we don't acknowledge ourselves and we don't get acknowledged for that stuff unless you're generous enough to have people in your life that you could say, hey, you know, you really make a difference in my life yeah. and just like what Anastasia did for me yesterday. I mean, it was a beautiful day. We I yelled at her. You know, she's like, what do I do with my dog? And I will do it. And she took the day off and I'm like, I don't wow. know what to do with your dog. I'm dealing with my dog. And she just like handled it and then she came with me and wow. she held the space and then she took me we, we, we went to a swimming pool and we just kind of laid in the sun and then she, like I was sharing with you and she, we had dinner and she brought me ice cream and she let me spend the night and like that love is allowing me the healing space so I can go back in the world again yeah. and now figure out who I am because I have a lot to contribute to the world and give, even if it's just in a conversation like I'm having with you guys.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you're saying this because I'm that, I'm also like in a reinventing kind of place because it is missing like there's so much mechanical me getting myself to go do this because my job i mean because it's very difficult well for the school me.
3: system's also very like a box right don't you yeah. have a limitation in I, what you yeah can do?
0: It, well there's there's very little emphasis put on the value of the stuff you just described that i actually do and it's deadly man it's like is
3: that our time
0: no no we're good uh it just kind of gives us an indicator that we're. That getting was to my it. hot pockets. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the microwave
3: lunchtime,
0: right? But this is—I this, mean, this is hearing you say that is helping me exactly know what I want to do to transform my life and maybe help tra- transform other people's lives in the process, which is tap into it. Like I don't go to work for a check. The check is amazing because I get to live where I live and all. But that's not what dry, like that's not what inspires me to go. It's all the things that you were just describing. I mean, I just, and it's what I do is so different than what most people, than a lot of the people I meet because so much of what is out there is just so fear driven. It's so measure the kids by these fear based. It's just yes, and it's like,
3: but that's a programming that our, our exactly. environment has made that we fall into unless yeah. you wake up. weren't you talking about Buddha? Yeah. saying I'm, I'm awake. awake. That's right. And I was like, I want to be awake. That's what I want. I want to be awake. Right.
0: Like this dude right here who made this, he's, he doesn't use a lot of words. Like when he communicates, it's, it's, I'm like uh, when Steve and Tom Thorpe, our friend, came to the – he's like, how do you understand? But I intuitively connect with this guy so much. And he's so good at staying organized. He puts away all my stuff for me in the morning. He turns on the computer. He knows how things move, like what needs, if you need something, he's right there. He, he Before you even ask, he knows what you need. He'll, he's telling me where to get, oh, you need a towel, it's there. And he's like radar on he's the He's literally series Yeah, he's he's like knows exactly. And he's of service to you. Yeah, a lot of and too service. much of the time, that's he's looked at, as like almost like sort of some novelty that everyone has to protect because he has this. Or di- a freak. Or yeah, all of that. And for me, I'm just like. This guy is freaking amazing. And the fact that I get to spend – and he's a human. (laughs) At the end of the day, sometimes I'm like – like when my friends come by, like Daryl teaches art and and Stephen did some stuff with a a YouTube video he uploaded. They're huge fans of my friend Stephen Tom Thorpe's uh, videos on um, Hollywood Minutes. He does videos about movie movie, locations in Culver City. So we watch his one-minute videos and then we go visit him how fun and then so it's helping my class daryl does public art in uh, what's their what's yours called oh. art in the city art in the city so we watch daryl's then we go find the art and they, they was when they come in they're like oh my god it's a youtuber you know like <laughs> and uh <laughs> but what, what was i talking about oh i was oh what it helps me realize that like I don't even realize that Jose will speak in um, one word or whatever, or, and not even that is it, like most people don't can't even quite comprehend what the the way it's articulated. But there's so much more being communicated between us that I like. I get the whole thought without even like mm. it's incredible, man. Because he's a person. It's not. It's just that he's just an amazing person, and I get the 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 divine opportunity to spend time with him, and it's. But what you're saying. It's true. Like it's sometimes it's just hard. I think Daryl goes through this too. Like my own brain has in the past been so conditioned with fear that it's hard for me to even access how much love is coming through me. Like when I'm not there mm-hmm. later, the like the old comes in and it's like disconnects me. Like so, what you're saying about and what you're talking about disconnection, man. Like that word's been coming up with a lot of things I've been listening to. It's all about the connection is there, but with it's establishing the conscious connection with this divine experience while we're here and and being able to live it because it feels so good. If, and it's so simple when you
3: get it and that's what's so precious but you have to do the work to get yeah. there you can't just you know you just can't be a zombie that just watches TV and eats Doritos all the time I mean I like Doritos I don't, don't get me wrong about the Doritos but like like you just have to like do the work to like open yourself yeah. up and, and be there
0: yeah and
3: what's tricky is the
0: mind that needs the work will tell me there's what's the use of doing the work it's not gonna work but
3: that's the thing and we you said yeah. we abuse ourselves and yeah. that mind that you're talking about we think oh I'm doing my mind Minds doing this and I'm doing it to myself, but there's an external force that wants that to be the case. Right. I mean, this is a whole nother topic, but that wants that to be the case. That you stay in that mindset because it keeps you small and controlled. Right. Yeah. And doing what they want, whether it's buy this product or yeah. or work for this company sure. or this tax or give me this yes. money. Or, yeah. you know, so we also have to forgiveness like there's just so many angles of things i want to say like my brain's just right. like
0: yeah well we'll have you back on to say more i mean yeah. it brings to mind what jesus said forgive them for they know not what they do even though they know what they're doing they don't know what they're doing because when you're talking about denial why i haven't liked denial in the past is people say i was in denial but they say i was in denial of how bad i was but then you have to take it another step further because i was in denial of my divinity at the end of the day it's the denial of our divinity and, and our wonderfulness. And disconnecting from yeah, it. Yeah, and that disconnection with how darn wonderful we are, we end up making decisions like there's a problem and there's no problem. Like with our shows sometimes we think we got to do this that this thing is a global ministry this is amazing that it's, it is where it is. And sometimes we get caught up in our little voices that think it needs to be somewhere else. But if we just dummy down, and go, no, it's perfect right now. I am perfect right now. And by doing mm-hmm. that, I will see the right thing. I will connect and I will know what to do, but it comes through knowing how amazing we are not by judging and critiquing and criticizing and all that. It comes through, ah, oh, there's nothing I got to fix. Oh, God's working through me right now or the universe is working through me right now. And the sooner we get into that, the sooner we get the solutions. You just reminded me of this overall,
1: like whatever it is that wants to keep that fearful part of the mind going, it's, it's, it all boils down to the number one um, marketing strategy that has been used for centuries and that's remind them of a problem they don't, they're not aware of, and then promise them the solution. Mm. and Or sell them the solution is really the marketing way. That's but,
3: sick. But that's, that's actually very demented to do that because I'm creating, you're creating a problem and then selling them yeah. the so, product that didn't even making exist. Making the person the
1: aware book. of a problem they didn't know they had, mm. which is what the news does. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I didn't know. Oh my God. And then promise and uh, and Offer them the solution.
3: I got to have it. Yeah. I
1: got to stick with these people. I got to stick with this channel because they have the.
3: They have the answers. They have the answer. that's going to help me. Which disconnects you from here. Yes.
0: Well, this is why a meditative practice is so important. Also, because these same heads that are doing this are often they know of unconscious fears that people have mm-hmm. that they don't even realize yeah. they have and they know how to that's what hitler did they pushed he he, re, he f- stoked the flames of an anti-jewish sentiment that was kind of buried now the people didn't even real like he made it, it and that's what all like a lot of this fear-based marketing is stoking fears, and insecurities with a smile on, our, uh, on the face of the... That's what con man is. It's to gain the confidence of somebody. That's where the word con comes from. Gaining your confidence and then ah, selling you something. Yes. And uh, we don't want to do that. And the good news is we don't have to do that. Like we could. There's a whole nother way. Because it, it, it can... Be, that's why it's so important. Because once... Even no matter how many things are coming at us, when I have an intimate relationship with my own mind... That's where my liberation comes from. That's where my freedom comes from. That's what so many people who have been imprisoned found out. You know, incarcerated or whatever. One they, they often talk about it is m- once I gain control of my own mind and my own thinking, that's when I'm truly free.
1: Yeah, well, that's what Albert Schweitzer proved. Yeah. Well, he was in the concentration camps.
0: Oh yeah, that was uh, what's his name? The doctor that wrote that book. Uh, what was that guy's name? Anyway. Yeah, there's another guy, that another Jewish uh, doctor that was in the... And he Yeah, he wrote a great book. I forget his name right now. But, yeah.
3: So did we cover the topic of doubt?
0: Oh, we kicked it right out. I don't even
1: remember it, so it worked.
3: <laughs> I am feeling so good after this
1: show. The only thing I was looking for, there was something you just said at the end, and Ed was saying at the end, in this silly little book, Believe You Can, and I'll just paraphrase... And I just read it this morning was we have it's we have so much information. We have so much information, like an abundance of information. And it was basically saying we need more revelation because the 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 over influx of information actually distracts us Mm -hmm. keeps us disconnected from listening we need more revelation and less information
0: correct yes
3: which would be like a social media break period just get off your phone yeah because you're just inputting we were talking about images programming 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 how are you supposed to overcome what is it, like 15 seconds of something, 15 seconds yeah. of something, another, oh. another, bam, 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 bam. And you don't even breathe. It's no. drowning yeah. us. That's
0: right. That's right. Viktor Frankl is the guy. Viktor Frankl. And then when you say revelation, it means reveal. Yes. Reveal. Oh, yeah. just, so we're revealing who we are. We're, that's the connection we're talking about. We just need to re-reveal to ourselves who, who we, we really, really are. are. Revelation, revelation, mm. revelation. And I, be, I do 10 minutes a day of affirmations with my students. It's life changing. I just started doing it last summer just because it was on the list of things that the teacher had left that I could do in the summer program. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You do that for four weeks and you realize how often in any public school is there 10 minutes of purely positive thoughts happening? And, after, and the kids love it. They yeah. love it. Because they crazy. feel
1: it. Because yeah. they feel they're, they're so in- connected to how they feel more than yeah. how they think.
3: And together, too, yes. right? Because they're doing something together. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because As it, one. it's de- it's deconstructing this idea that it's somehow arrogant to think positively about ourselves. like mm. Because that's often what's I modeled. Know. It's like some form of like... Competitive arrogance. That's why I'm the best, you know. But this is how often do we are we intimate enough or whatever, open enough, revel, re- revealing enough to be like, I am safe, I am abundant. You know, the yeah. answers I seek are inside of me. And yes. That's what we do together every day, and it's it's been transformative. So. Well. Doubt not with Beth Porter. I Anything else to throw in I before hope you we come go? back again?
3: I know you guys are a delight. I would love to. You Thank are you too. so much. Yeah, this we'll is, have you back. is you know, it and I actually coming in here, I was like down and but like you guys you guys brought such a big opening that like I I feel so open and for me to be able to contribute too, I just you you opened me up. It's like you were the sunshine on the flower that was like let it bloom today, and I I appreciate that, and it's just it's it's good stuff. Wasn't there a song? Yeah,
1: oh, we're yeah. gonna we'll get it, there. But okay, I just want to say I want to thank you that. too, because I know there are a lot of listeners that feel the same way I felt during the show listening to you yeah. that are probably gonna write us and comment and say, oh, I'm so glad Beth shared that Aww. I felt that way, or I'm going through that now. Guaranteed. That's so nice. This is awesome. That's uh, nice. Darryl and it reminds Pete. me that
3: I make a difference and I matter and I have yes. stuff to contribute to people that, you know, it may not pay like a million dollars, but it like exponentially moves the world forward. And you were saying, why are we here? You know, the, yeah. the death and the whatever. We're here for this experience for as long as we are. Like, that's the answer. Yeah. We're here from 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 the moment we're born to the moment we die, to bring what we bring, and this is your chance to show it. And you, you yeah. have that many years to do it, and that's it. Like That's all it is, it's an experience. Yeah. Because we got to take our spirit and have it be in this human form to see what we're gonna do about it, yeah. and that's all you get to do. And if you choose just to enjoy the flowers, or you choose to, choose to be a jerk, or you choose to choose to be a millionaire, or you choose to have a podcast, whatever, yeah it's it's that's perfect <laughs> yeah. yeah we're
0: like this living prism right the light shines through us and boom shines a rainbow out onto the world yeah. while we're here wow that's great that's great yeah and then you're bold and powerful i mean that there's a lot of people that we communicate with that um will say i can't do the show because of the very things so the fact that you chose to come is really bold and shows uh, i mean talking to you is proof like you could we could tell that you're in touch with the same living wisdom the same living truth that's what jesus in the bible my understanding called the living water the well within us like when we mm-hmm. drink from that that's when we are truly nourished and blessed mm-hmm. and that's what everyone is looking so for good. Yep, that's what whatever okay so we got a joke. Normally we do a joke that about, or I guess, a story but today I just are. found a joke yeah. that I thought you might enjoy. Okay. So it's a little different. But a man arrived at the gates of heaven, apparently, and St. Peter asked him. Religion? The man says, seek. St. Peter looks down his list and says, ah, go to room 24, but be very quiet as you, oh, sorry. What did he say? What did St. Peter <laughs> say?
1: <laughs> he said, go to room 24, but be very quiet
0: as you pass room eight. Another man arrives at the gates of heaven. Religion? Buddhism.
1: Go to room 18, but be very quiet as you pass room 8. A third man arrives at the gate. Religion? Hipsterian
0: new age thingy. Go to room 11, but be very quiet as you pass room 8. Man says, I can understand there being different rooms for different religions, but why must I be quiet when I pass room 8? St. Peter tells him.
1: Well... The Christians are in room eight, and they think they're the only ones here.
0: <laughs> 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 On that note, do you believe in magic, Ed? You know, I could use a loving spoonful of it right about <laughs> <your> now. <hand. laughs> <laughs> do you believe
1: in magic? In a young girl's heart, how the music can free her whenever, whenever. it starts, and it's, it's magic. magic. If your music
0: is groovy, it makes you feel happy like an old-time movie. I'll tell you about the magic, it'll free your soul. But it's like trying to tell a stranger about rock and roll. Do, do, Visit Daryl and Ed.
1: Do, do. Beth oh! Porter, we love you. Do, do, to find easy do, links do, to everything we do. Do, 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 do. And thank you for being a part of Funniest if Thing with Daryl and If believe in magic. Don't bother to choose,
0: if it's a jug, jug band, band, music, or rhythm and blues. Just, just go and listen, it'll start with a smile that won't wipe off your face no matter how hard you try. Your feet start tapping, and you can't seem to find how you got there, so just blow your mind. Woo! <laughs> <Yay. laughs> Thank Five hundred dollars. Uh, really? See, two hundred dollars for the One hundred dollars for you. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> one hundred dollars for you. Are anyway, you, sure, you sure? Yeah, I give you one hundred.
1: Thank
0: you so When you record your
1: podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away ten percent of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hard working people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.